Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so glad that you jumped in here uh, to the Open Life Church Live service on whatever platform you found your way here on. And uh, especially if this is your first time, uh, nice to meet you. And I hope that today encourages you. It gives you some freedom and, and some anticipation of what you can do to be a blessing to people around you. I don't know about you, but this week I needed a pause. <laughs> I just needed that wait a second moment. Uh, uh, Jesus, when he left his disciples, he told them to wait. He told them to, to pray and that they would be given what they needed, power to, to witness and to, to make their faith known. And the church began, we could read in the book of Acts. And, and I felt like this was a waiting week, a pause week. Uh, where everything all of a sudden started going offline. If you're like me, I have four kids. My wife is a teacher, and uh, uh, I had so many emails in the inbox on Monday and Tuesday. I looked at the old, I still, I honestly haven't opened all of them, I don't think. Uh, just massive communication from organizations, from schools. You got to Zoom this, you got to YouTube this, you got to do live this. Uh, here's this platform seesaw. This is what, and it, it, uh, you could get really overwhelmed quickly. And I felt that uh, as a church, we wanted to just give a, a pause here, be prayerful, pause and wait so that God could challenge us what to do to engage, create community digitally and move forward through this together, this pandemic. So I'm glad that you joined us. Um, I, I say all that to say uh, after the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, a few days later, they started to meet daily in the temple courts and some incredible miracles happened. A lot of people found Jesus and hope in Jesus. They stopped straining on their own. They did things together. Uh, they brought together people. And uh, so we're going to try to do that. We've, we've launched an Open Life Facebook group so we can bring people together. That's a platform for, for people to serve people, people to people, many to many, not us protruding information or devotionals or things that we're just shooting at you, but really conversations to take place, uh, to, to send out quick notices as to opportunities to serve in the community and engage where the needs are. Um, but there's going to be even more than that. Times of prayer, uh, random Zoom meetings. Uh, we're, we're getting creative and we're putting our minds around how can we help you live in a hopeful state and be that peace and hope around you, which really kind of jumps us into today's talk. So um, and no matter how you're joining us today, uh, you're, you're going to be inspired. Uh, you're going to be uh, connected. Um, so make sure, I know Jaden said this, but make sure you've, you've got the app. You're going to next steps. Uh, you're finding your way to connect uh, because we don't want to just talk to you now. We want to find out how is life going? How can we serve you? What needs are going on? What's new? What's coming at you? We want to be there with you. We'll talk about that here in the middle of this. Uh, wow, it's crazy to see what God does in the area of messages. From, from our perspective as pastors of a church, uh, we've been brainstorming talks for a while. We have I have notes of message ideas that I'm always creating for future years, ultimately. And uh, so the inspiration of this series, you know, really straining to find hope was a long time ago. And yet here we find ourselves in a season where we're straining to find hope. 
and uh, God knew that we were going to be here. And in fact, when we started putting together this series a while back, we landed this passage in this talk, and it couldn't be more fitting. You'll see why right now. Let's jump in. It, it is the story of the centurion and his servant, uh, Luke 7, verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some uh, respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, they go, or come, and they come. And I say to my, my slaves, do this, they do it. And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officers friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. Wow. Wow. What a story. Just like many of us find ourselves straining to find hope now, we often feel like we don't even deserve the help that's coming towards us. I mean, this man feels like there's something he just so desperately doesn't deserve. Don't even come to my house. I'm not even going to come and meet you in person. Uh, I'm going to send people to you. Uh, but God doesn't answer prayers based on who you are, but on who he is. Uh, he's not in the business of, of you having to qualify for his love. He loves you. That's extended right now, wherever you're at. Know that you can, you can run to him. And... Uh, our big idea today or the focus we're pulling out of this is that God can answer your prayers wherever you are. God can answer your prayers wherever you are. And uh, isn't it great to know that no matter how isolated you may feel, if you're an extrovert like me, it can be tough to be stuck in your home, right? Uh, you, can, you can rest assured that Jesus is with you, that your prayers are heard, um, uh, that you don't have to have Jesus physically walk into your house to, to be served well. You don't have to physically have the pastoral team come into your home to have somebody uh, be prayed for. You can, you can call out right where you're at. Okay, kids, uh, this is for you. And uh, hopefully you have grabbed a piece of paper, something to write with or whatever. We're going to do a little different than this last week. We don't have a ton of kids stuff in the talk, but we have resources for you on the site, uh, openlife.church slash live or on next steps on the app, any of those places you'll find the link. Uh, but kids, 
This Sunday, I would like for you to draw the people you are praying for. Who do you pray for at night? Who do you pray for during the day or whenever, if you have a time, you you talk to God about people and that you want to make sure you're praying for. Right now during this season of being at home, uh, who are you praying for? Draw some pictures of them and then put them in a place wherever you want to pray because Jesus will be there with you in that place to pray for them. You can Tape it to the wall, however your family determines, but find a place where you can pray for some people and, and share who those people are. Be praying for one another because God has something great for you. The rest of you in the room, uh, who, who are you praying for? Start to think, man, yeah, who am I praying for? Who am I lifting up to, to Jesus today? Because wherever you are, wherever you are, you can pray for others. You can pray for yourself. You can pray. You can pray right there. And uh, you don't have to, to strain to find hope any longer or qualify to put your requests out there. Uh, wherever you're at, you can make things happen through prayer. Now, listen to this encouragement, this passage that I think should challenge us all. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. First, you should memorize this. I mean, honestly, this passage right now specifically is one that if I were you, uh, I would commit it to memory and I would wake up and I would say this every day because we... Uh, we need that peace beyond understanding, right? We need to root our spirit, be aligned with God every day, and uh, you have time to memorize it. <laughs> so why not do it, right? Uh, say it to yourself every day. Say it right now, especially uh, just begin to drive it in. And parents and kids, what if you memorize it together? What if you spend some time memorizing this and then just say it together on a video? Throw it out there on social media. Tag Open Life Church. Uh, in it so that we can celebrate with you. What if we just begin to share hope and peace and that we're praying for each other and we begin to let people know, hey, we're praying for you. And uh, I believe a lot of transformation and encouragement could happen right now through that. Uh, and I love the NIV translation of it. When you're thinking about this story with the centurion's approach to Jesus, because what the centurion was doing was petitioning. It says there in, in Philippians that we it's prayer and petitioning. He was petitioning Jesus. He was going after Jesus uh, through many sources. And so God can answer your prayers wherever you are. And here's some thoughts of how he's going to go about it. And the first thought is God wants you to ask. God wants you to ask. Uh, this, this centurion, this was his servant. This, this was not his own need. It was, he was asking for his servant. And so his attempt, and what's interesting, is we never meet the centurion. He doesn't think himself worthy to go see Jesus face to face. And we also know the centurion was petitioning, but he was the source of the request. We have to be clear. He was the source of faith, right? That Jesus notices in a second. 
He sends some impressive leaders first. He's like, I'm going to get the most impressive leaders I know. They're going to go to Jesus because they'll convince Jesus to come my way. And it worked. Jesus did start out towards this gentleman's home. They vouched for his character ultimately. But in this approach at petitioning Jesus, you could tell how much this guy doesn't know Jesus. And, and that might sound judgmental, but the reality is Jesus is not interested in your credentials. Jesus is not interested in your references as to whether he's going to answer your prayer. God is, is, God's prayer answering is based on his love for you, not your rightness before him. Come as you are and make your requests. We should ask because he's willing to answer. And no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, God's just saying, ask. Here I am. Like, come and make requests. Uh, there's another story in scripture that I think kind of gives us a, a more clear balance or a crazy understanding of, uh, of someone who really knew Jesus and they made a request on his character, not their own. Listen to this. John 11, one through three. A man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Lord, the one you love is sick. They didn't appeal to um, the time Lazarus spent with Jesus. Hey, you know, you and you and Lazarus are close, your friend, you know, you should come. No, they didn't appeal to the faithfulness, uh, to the laws of scripture that Lazarus lived up to. They didn't look uh, to, to his forms of service in the community and appeal to that. No, what they looked to, what they appealed to was God's love. The character of God loving was what they appealed to and not their behavior, status, values to the community. They appealed to love. That's our appeal. When we're asking, God, you love us. God, I know you love us. I just 100% know this. And based on your love, come touch my life. Heal me. Protect me from this virus. Touch my family members. Serve those in my city. And now that, that was, you know, such a clearer picture than what the centurion grabbed a hold of. But the centurion does more, right? He sends out of his house friends, like layer two. He sends some friends out with a memorized, rehearsed dialogue. And uh, it's really interesting, this prepared message, which uh, 100% allowed Jesus to understand the faith of the one who was asking, somehow. He understood there was, this was the greatest faith he had seen, right? And it's important to note that this is the centurion's faith again. And the friends are carrying the request for the centurion, which brings us ultimately to our second thought in the reality that God can answer your prayers wherever you are. The second thought is carry the requests of others. These friends faithfully carried the requests of others in such a pure nature that Jesus identified the centurion's faith. Now, I'm an extrovert. Uh, I don't know if you ever had to be the note carrier. Let me explain. Um, being a bit outgoing, I often was the one that would say, just give me that, I'll take care of it. 
And I would pass that note and it would say, as it was opened in school back in the day, yes, no, maybe. Do you know the note? Some of you are like, what is he talking about? Um, let's throw it old school. What we used to do, um, some of you are already nodding because you know this, but uh, we would send notes to each other in class, a couple rows over or whatever, and maybe we had the courage to jot the note out and I like you, do you like me? If you do, meet me at the tree. <laughs> no, no, don't. Anyway, uh, but so I like you. Do you like me? And then you'd make the three boxes. Who thought of this originally? I have no idea, but you'd do yes, no, maybe. Now, I'm an optimist, so if you check maybe, I was often like, so you're saying I got a chance. Come on, you know, you know, but uh, I didn't take no for an answer. That was awful. Uh, but the, man, if you check yes. It was a good day. But oftentimes you jot that note, you don't have the courage to do it, right? My buddies would jot that note, they would fold it up and they'd stare at it on their desk and they'd be waiting. And I would just be like, I got this figured out. I'll take care of this. I'd grab it and I'd just go walk over here. That's from him, you know? And they're like, what are you doing? But all of a sudden they get the response and they're like, yeah, I did that. Did you really? Like, to me, that was, so weird. And now it's weird. Millennials, uh, let me bring you, you know, into this. I don't know how you do it. What do you, you look at the hearts on your Insta posts, you know, and oh man, they, they liked my photo. They hearted my photo. Or man, they, they actually put a comment on the photo. That's massive. You know, we just, you're passing notes differently. So, so don't bust on us oldies. But I look at this and I just go, how did Jesus look at this Sending these people and sending the friends and not coming himself is great authority or great faith. That's craziness, right? But he did. He saw the heart of the one asking through this approach. And I just go, wow, that's so unlike my message delivery system in school as a kid. Because often the one who wrote the note didn't have courage. But in this case, the centurion just was a humble human. And he had complete faith that Jesus could touch his servant and heal him. And so he used this approach and Jesus comprehended the heart of the centurion soldier. I just go, man, I love this. I love this approach. And I love that about open life, I gotta be honest, is that we say our mission is to be people leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. There's nothing magic about a prayer of a pastor or a, a deacon or an elder or a, a, an evangelist or somebody that comes into your world that they don't have to actually touch you with their hands today or anoint you with oil, as some passages say. Those are options. Those are incredible instructions if we have the capacity to do so. But in this scenario, there's something incredible just about the power of the faith of those who will pray for one another who will bring requests, who will carry requests to Jesus. And we're in a season where we get to do that for our friends. We get to carry the requests of our friends to Jesus. We get to carry the requests of our church to Jesus, We get, which means we need to share those requests. We need platforms to share those requests. And that always exists for us on our app. Now we have this open life Facebook page, but you don't have to join the great evil social media to, to put a prayer request in. You can do it by way of, of email still. Uh, 
Uh, we want to just hear those requests and be able to bring them up. In fact, now you can actually go right to YouVersion Bible app and create a, a prayer there and share it with the church or share it with me or whomever. And, and you can create a prayer chain even there. It's incredible how God has given us methods right now to pray. Let me read this passage to you. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. This week, um, we've received some amazing prayer requests. And what an honor it is to pray for those, honestly. We've been trying to follow up with people. And, and over the course of the next few weeks, we want to be able to connect with everyone who calls Open Life their church so that we can pray with you, so we know what's going on in your life. Um, and there's worried, nervous people. Uh, there's people who are getting ready to deliver babies. There's people with relatives that have com compromised immune systems. There's people who had travel plans that have canceled them. There's uh, people that are just purely concerned, how is this going to affect my, my income? Uh, the, the, it's legitimate. These are legitimate concerns. So the thing that's going to lift us up and make us not sink in the quicksand of worry and fear is prayer. We need to pray for one another. We need to be open, open lives. <laughs> we need to share with one another and get our requests out here so we can carry each other's burdens and load and uh, bring our requests to God. And what an honor it is to do that with you. But I remember, you know, God wants to hear from you, not just us. God wants to hear from all of us agreeing in prayer together. And uh, we're going to do that faithfully with you. And it's an honor to have been doing that uh, today, praying for those who are leaders, who are facing this, who are in the risk zone, who are handing out food, who are touching lots of people still. Uh, what happens in a few weeks when you can't visit your loved ones? We need to be praying for that season ahead. Uh, some would say the crisis is in a few weeks. And now we're being inconvenienced. But if we don't change behavior, then, then we're really going to need to carry each other's burdens here in a few weeks and, and have some courageous faith in practice. So again, being the church, we're challenged to be. We need boldness. And Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. We need it. <laughs> we need his grace. We need his mercy. We need his comfort. And you're not alone in having needs. So don't feel ashamed of your needs. Uh, even being filled with doubt. You're not alone being filled with doubt. Even the disciples had seasons of doubt that were right with Jesus and saw him perform miraculous signs. And even this miracle, they saw this, yet they still experienced seasons of doubt. God has grace for you. And in this season and in your weakest moment, God is there for you. So come boldly, come boldly to God with your requests. Come boldly to those around you sharing your requests so we can collectively pray and carry each other's load. We should be praying for one another like never before right now. We should be practicing prayer personally like never before right now. And uh, I hope you have been... Um, thinking about who you could be praying for, and you've jotted down some names already. 
because we need to be lifting their requests up. Okay, God can answer your prayers, and thought three might have been really obvious. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are. That's the big point here in this whole story with this man and his servant. Jesus didn't ever have to go there. He didn't, and the guy was healed. Friends went back. They saw this guy was healed. So obviously the heart of this is that Jesus doesn't have to be present. You don't have to be present with those you're praying for, for a miracle to work through your prayers to touch their life. And so I encourage you, pray like crazy. Grab a hold of prayer. Uh, uh, listen, to the, listen to what's found in prayer, because this is our series, right? Straining to find hope. Listen to what's found in prayer. Ephesians 1.18 says it. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope confident hope he has given to those he's called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Man, I know as we are confined to our homes, in order to serve others. Really, it's an act of love. We're creating distancing, uh, so we're not spreading germs around. Uh, we have to be not absent in spirit, but very present and engaged in praying for one another. And so wherever we're at, we're still very present with others. Fight through, fight through the distance and help your friends experience Jesus. If you're here today experiencing hope, a message of hope in Jesus for the first time, realize somebody's fighting for you to experience this. I mean, that's such an awesome reality. We should instead be the ones displaying confident hope in our community. Like we should be the ones out there fighting through the, the distractions, not ignorant hope, not blindly, well, it's not gonna to touch me. Uh, there's no real thing as a virus. No, we should be confident hope in our Lord, understanding our risks, but still loving and pursuing and engaging. God is working right now through this. He's working right now in lives through this, this online service in a way he never would have if we were meeting in the Performing Arts Center right now. He's gonna change the way church is done for a lot of churches. And it's out of an abundance of love for the community around us. Um, so we can't wait to give you this challenge. Our action point today is to personally pray. Personally pray to Jesus wherever you are. Uh, there's no better time in life to be practicing this thing called prayer, a conversation with God. And the genuine power of asking others if there's something you can pray with them about, I hope you experience that this week. Man, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. Is there anything I can be praying with you about? I want to carry your request to the Lord. And uh, this is a new season. Uh, this is a new moment. So share those requests. Figure out how to, to pray together with people and, and strain through the distractions to be carriers and distributors of hope today. And maybe today you walked in 
um, to this somehow, probably clicked in, not literally walked in, but you somehow find yourself listening to this, this message and you're going, I want this hope. And I've never really pursued Jesus at all in my life. I want to give you an opportunity to make your life right with God. Ultimately, open up the channel of communication purely. And that's by asking God to be your Lord and Savior, choosing to follow him. So uh, I want you to uh, pray that prayer in just a second with me. But as well, I want to challenge the rest of us. Let's pray. Let's go out there wherever we are and pray for people so that we can attest to the answers to prayer God's about to unleash all around us. So let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to put some lights up and a camera and share a talk through the internet. And I pray right now for all those that are watching, I pray that you would uh, open up hearts. And first and foremost, for those that have never made a decision to invite you into their life, they maybe feel their heart pounding, they're sensing there's something here for them that will release some of the weight they're carrying, and that is, it is here. It's a relationship with Jesus that's here. And I pray that they would simply say, Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and Savior, forgive me of the sins that I have walked through in my life, wash me clean. I wanna be able to talk to you without any obstruction. Uh, and uh, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Uh, thank you for leading me here. And God, for all of us now in this, uh, I pray right now for incredible power, for confident hope, for the courage to make requests for one another, to ask ourselves of you, but rally people around us, engaging in community in whichever way we can find it to where we can carry each other's requests to you. What an honor. And as we pray together, as we find spaces and places online to pray together uh, and in our, our homes, God, I pray that you would use these prayers, attest to some great and mighty works that you're going to do through the things that we're asking of you. And we give you praise for all of us that could come together and make community an incredible place through this thing called prayer. We love you. Thank you for being where we are, wherever we are. In Jesus' name, amen.